Today in episode 85, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics. It's the Practically Speaking Mom's Guide to Tackling Your To-Do List. Let's get started with more intentional right now. Welcome to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast. I'm Emma, and this podcast is about me. Well, it's also about my older siblings and what we've taught our parents. I mean, what they've learned from raising us. I have one sister who's in high school, two brothers in college, and three married siblings. Did I tell you I'm an aunt too? So as you can tell, my family is quite a handful. Mom says that even with all her mistakes and our imperfections, our family is a masterpiece designed by God. And God has placed on my mom's heart a passion for helping all her mom friends to know that your family is a masterpiece designed by God too. Mom has written a series of books called Your Family, God's Masterpiece, and those books are full of practical ways to help all you moms find your focus to be the masterpiece God intended for your family to be. If you'd like to find out more from the Practically Speaking Mom, you can visit our online home at practicallyspeakingmom.com. Hope to see you there. Oh wait, I think Mom's got something to say too on the podcast. Can I tell you why I do this podcast? I do it because God has put this really strong passion in me. And sometimes, like it's almost a painful passion. And and today is one of those days. As I'm getting ready to share with you about how to tackle your to-do list, my heart just so longs for you to understand, moms, that it's not really about your to-do list. You know, even though that's going to be our focus today, The point really of tackling your to-do list is it's sort of like lassoing all of those responsibilities so that you aren't letting life control you. I want God's will for my kids. I want them to be becoming who he designed them to be. And I want our family to reflect who he designed our family to be. And these to-do list items, man, they can just take over and get in the way of what really matters. And so learning how to lasso your life instead of allowing it to control you Learning how to do that is really a main source of freedom for us. Freedom from that pressure. Yeah, there's lots of have-tos in life and we can't eliminate those. But if we can control them instead of allowing them to control us, then our mind becomes freed up to identify God's daily will for our lives. I've mentioned my prayer with you before that every morning, My prayer is, God, make me passionate about your purposes in this day and give me peace about the things you don't want me to get done. See, that's that's the perspective we want to have is that, yeah, there's lots of things on my to-do list, God, but I want to do only what you want me to do today. And so we're going to talk about how to tackle your to-do list, but that is why. We tackle it so that we can really be freed up to do what life was really intended for. And it was intended for relationships, relationship with God, helping foster our kids' relationship with God and with each other as siblings and with us, parent and child, and teaching them how to impact the world and how to become who they were created to be. And those things, 
they really take a mom who's got some peace going on inside. And you're not going to find that peace without one, allowing God's will in your life instead of your own. And two, by getting the right perspective about your to-do list. Things can feel urgent, but even though it feels urgent, they aren't necessarily how we should be spending our time. Now, in my book, Wearing All Your Hats Without Wearing Out, I talk about a whole list of negative things that happen when we try to do everything. We've got to learn to be a gatekeeper of our to-do list, first of all. We're a gatekeeper of, does it really deserve a place on my to-do list? Maybe it's something that's important, but it's not going to fit in my day. And I need to have peace about the fact that it's not going to get done. Or maybe it's something that really God designed someone else to do that for our family or for me. You know, it could be that your child is supposed to be doing something that you're doing and you need to stop it. You need to equip them to do that job because they need to grow and they simply can't grow without work ethic and without follow through and without doing things that they don't feel like doing. Those are all parts of growing and developing and becoming. And and let's not rob our kids of those opportunities for growth because we feel obligations to do everything ourselves. So the first thing we are with our to-do list is we are a gatekeeper. And the best way to be a gatekeeper is prayerfully. So taking on this prayerful attitude every day of God, give me your eyes. I want to see it from your perspective. And that's why I pray, dear Lord, give me passion for your purposes in this day. Now I'm not going to identify his purposes if I'm not looking for them. So I need to have on glasses of looking for God's moments and God's direction and guidance in my day. I got to be tuned into him. You know, I've gotten this new little tradition going on most mornings and I'm doing it primarily for my health, but wow, do I get to reap some extra spiritual benefits from it as well. Um, So I've been in the mornings waking up and boiling an organic lemon, like cutting it up and boiling it and drinking the juice from it. And I don't mean that it's lemon juice. I mean like rind and all gets boiled. And so this is something that my naturopath has recommended and has been helping. And I have been doing that while sitting outside drinking this lemon water, while sitting outside getting some natural vitamin D. Another recommendation of hers was, yes, our bodies need vitamin D, get it from the sun so that it's less for my kidneys or liver to process. I don't remember which one it is. One of those organs has to deal with what vitamins we put in our bodies. But if I can get those nutrients in other ways instead of a pill form, then my body doesn't have to process it as difficultly. So I've been sitting out getting some sunlight on my front porch, meeting with the Lord while I drink my lemon water and take in my vitamin D. And wow, the amount of peace and perspective that that gives me for my day is so great. And so that is another aspect here of 
what I'm talking about is really the first hat that I talk about in my book, Wearing All Your Hats Without Wearing Out. I I say that we're wearing a bunch of hats we shouldn't be wearing. We should be overseeing many things that need to happen in our lives, but not seeing it as we are the ones to do those things. We're the overseer of those things. And so the first thing to do is put on the hat of master gardener. That is, I am looking to the master to help me to raise my children who are my little plants in my garden. You see, I'm not supposed to be on a hamster wheel that is rushing and feeling chaotic and overwhelmed, getting nowhere on that hamster wheel. Instead, I need to recognize that I am a mama who is tending these treasures of a garden, okay? These plants that are each one given to our family, each one of these kids, God has specifically planted in our family. And it's my role to tend them. And being a gardener is not a rush fast paced. It's a whole nother different realm. And so I have to choose every day to put on the master gardener hat you know, to be listening for God's input and guidance and direction in how our day is going to look instead of allowing the pressure of all the responsibilities to be the driving force in our family's life. So that is the first step of tackling your to-do list is wear the hat of Master Gardener and be listening for his voice and getting a mindset of tending that garden instead. And then the second hat that we moms need to be wearing is what I call manager of the monkeys. And I don't mean your kids. I've talked about the monkeys many times on this podcast because those monkeys are all of those urgent things that are pressing on us and pestering us. They're like monkeys on our back that won't leave us alone, right? And so how do we grab a hold of those and be in charge of those instead of allowing them to control us? And one of the ways is by really getting some good systems in place with our to-do list. And so you're actually going to hear in this next segment, something that I recorded on an earlier podcast, I want to say like podcast number five or something like that. It was from my Time Saving Strategies for Busy Moms series. And when I listened to it recently, I was like, oh man, that episode is way too long. I was making way too long of podcasts and I'm going back and and hearing that there's a lot of good meat in there, but there was so much that there's no way someone can take all that in in one podcast episode and be able to grow from it as maybe it could best be grown from if it was a smaller segment. So I decided to remove this segment from that episode and give it its own entire episode just on the to-do list. My goal is that you develop the right perspective here, moms, about your to-do list. We're going to listen to this segment, then I'll come back on for a couple of minutes to add a little bit more to how I do my to-do list. Let's listen. Habits for time management. So with your to-do list, I have found this to be so helpful. It's just a silly little thing, but it makes a really big difference. I label each thing on my to-do list. A C means a phone call. So let's say I'm going to make phone calls, which I hate to make. Okay, it's like my number one thing I hate most is snakes. But number two might be making phone calls. 
So anyway, I will put a C by phone calls I need to make so that I can make all of them at once. And then I'll put an E by electronic tasks, like sending an email or typing something up that needs to be typed up or checking on this or that. So an E by all electronic tasks so that when I stop to do an electronic task, I'm going to do all of them. Okay. An O by things that are out and about you know, errands that I need to run. I'm, I'm going to, while I'm out, I've got to stop at this store and go to the bank. And I'm going to look at all my O's before I head out the door and make sure that I, I have a bag for when we're going out and about. I want to make sure that I've got all my stuff in my out and about bag to be prepared for all of those tasks. And then also I put an initial by each person that I've delegated a task to. So you could keep your delegation to-do list separate or mixed in. It's it's easier for you to manage if you keep it separate. But either way, you can put the child's initials or spouse next to whomever you have delegated or need to delegate that task to. Then when my high schooler gets home from school or from work, I can be like, okay, let's check in for a few minutes. Let's go over these things that I have your initial beside. Something else that I do with my to-do list is a concept from a book called Eat That Frog. And in that book, really easy read, and it would be a great read for if you have a high school student and you're wanting to teach him some success habits, this is a great one. Eat That Frog is the concept that when you have a to-do list, whatever on it is your most dreaded thing, star it. It is your frog. And if you'll eat your frog first, then you'll usually get your whole list done and things will go more smoothly with your to-do list. But if you avoid your frog on that to-do list, then often you will, you'll avoid your to-do list or you'll go slowly through your to-do list. So eating the frog first helps you to get your to-do list done. And two more things about a to-do list that I want to talk to you about. One is touch things once. Don't look at it and then pile it. No, immediately write on it. If it's, maybe it's a receipt that you need to file or I have a whole little system for what to do with the mail. I think I'll talk about that on another day just for time's sake. But at the very least here, have a rule with yourself that you want to touch it once. So you need to deal with it right then. And the final thing I wanted to mention about habits with your to-do list is the 100% habit. I talk about this one in my book, Gaining Momentum, Preparing Your Student for a Career with or Without College. There's a list of success habits in there. And one of them is the 100% habit. And this concept is that as you divide your, your day and your week in different boxes of the different responsibilities you have, like for example, you could schedule a phone calling time, okay? And it might be five minutes, three times a week for phone calls. I like to keep them short because I hate them, you know? So you've got a box for that. It could be that you have a box for cleaning the bathroom, for example. Okay. So anyway, you've got these different boxes. What you want to do is you want to give a hundred percent when you're doing that box. You don't want to make a phone call to someone where you have something else on your mind instead. I try before phone calls to make a quick prayer. Dear Lord, help me to be what you want me to be for this person on this call right now? What do they need from you through me? And that helps me to focus in and really be a hundred percent with that person. If we can learn a hundred percent habit in our interaction with others, so we focus on them better. I'm still working on that one. 
I am with my own kids. It's so easy to be busy with this task that I'm trying to get done and they have some question for me. Wow. It just increases our valuing of them to give them our face and give them our ears and try to be all in. If I can't be all in, then if it's a situation where I can, then I'll say, I need five more minutes so that I can really focus on you when you're, when you want help with that or one more minute or, or whatever the case may be. But just developing more of a habit of 100% being all in at what you're doing instead of half of you is stressed about all the other monkeys that feel out of control or how am I going to deal with that next thing that's coming? Instead, really try to give 100% to things. And to me, that is developing a lifestyle of abundant living. Christ said that he came that we might have life more abundantly. Well, as we are intentional and as we are giving our all in something, the Bible says, whatever you do, do it with all of your might as working for the Lord. So when we give a hundred percent, that it produces abundant life. I don't mean abundant life of stuff. I mean, just really living life to the fullest. Okay, let's wrap this up by my sharing just a bit more of what I do with my to-do list. I personally love to keep one that's in an actual book. That's just me. I've, I've mentioned before that I use sticky notes a lot. Well, what I do is I get a lightweight book to be my to-do list and my to-do list is generally written directly in the book. But then I have sticky notes on the corresponding page. Okay, so I have two pages open up there. One page is my to-do list. The other page are sticky notes with every family member's name on it. And so some things I'm delegating to them. And so it goes on that sticky note. I put it on that sticky note so that I can pull it out. You know, my daughter gets home from work. I can pull it out and we can go over it. Or another one of my kids gets done with school. We can go over their to-do list really quick. And so they accomplish so much more when I give them a checklist, a to-do list. And I don't have them just run off with it. It stays on the kitchen counter and they can come back to it and check it off. That way I'm able to see what did I delegate to them. And also I'm able to see that they've checked some off. And since it's checked off, I know, okay, I can go and follow up on that and see how did it go? Because if we never follow up with things, then I assure you pretty soon they're like, oh, mom never follows up with it. So it really doesn't matter if I ever get it done or not. Well, I'm going to follow up because one, I actually want them to do what I put on that to-do list. And two, I want them to do it with a high standard. If we have a standard of excellence, then we are equipping them with some habits of excellence for life. You know, what kind of employee do you want to have or business owner, you know, a business owner with a standard of excellence, do you shop in their store or eat at their restaurant and you can tell that they're a business owner like that? Or do they have low standards? You know, whatever I'm equipping them for, I don't know what all in life they're going to come across, but I know this, I want to give them a standard of excellence in their life. That doesn't mean that I have to be a drill sergeant, that I have to be unpleasant, but I can still train them towards a mindset of excellence and habits of excellence. 
anyway, <laughs> that's just a, a little aspect of my to-do list. I also really like to put like my grocery list is going to be on a sticky note so that I can pull it out of my to-do list book and take it with me to the store. I keep a lot of, <laughs> of sticky notes in my to-do list so that they can be more useful in that way. Now, that's a big reason why I like to do an actual written out to-do list versus just in my phone or something, because I want to be able to share these things with whatever family member or, you know, it's just more versatile to me. Okay, well, I hope that today has been helpful to you. And I just want to continue in this vein of lassoing life again next week. We'll talk about some more organizational things that I hope, it's just my prayer that you wouldn't just see this as something for for helping you to be more organized, but actually will help free you up to focus on what really matters in life, your relationship with your kids, their relationship with God, and helping them become who God designed them to be. We'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Practically Speaking Mom, Intentional Mom, Strong Family. You can find lots more from the Practically Speaking Mom at practicallyspeakingmom.com. There you'll find Mom's blog, books, and the six rooms of the Intentional Mom's home. If you found this podcast to be helpful, we would be honored if you would share it with others, subscribe to the podcast, follow her blog, and join in the Practically Speaking Mom online community through Instagram and Facebook at Practically Speaking Mom. Mom also has a private Facebook group for intentional moms, and she would love to get to know you there. To be a part of it, join the private Facebook group called Intentional Mom Strong Family. Join today to give feedback about the episode, ask questions, and to interact personally with Val and lots of other intentional moms. Again, that's the private Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family. Mom is looking forward to spending time with you again next week right here on the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, the place for an intentional mom to build a strong family. See you soon.